Are you a character? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Characters Here Podcast. I'm your host, Arthur and artist, Sharday. To get all this personality and entertainment, you can follow me on social media at Characters Here. And for more information, visit CharactersHere.com. From the south side of Chicago, Illinois, she studied journalism with a specialization in advertising from Southern Illinois University with plans to obtain her master's in integrated marketing communications. Single and actively dating, she's a writer, blogger, teacher, and hosts workshops. Adding retail and social media direction under her belt, simply put, she's a storyteller and a people connector. Celebrating seven years of blogging, on January 1st, 2019, turning 25 years young on March 17th, and a special guest on Characters Here podcast, Kia Smith. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good. You made me feel so good, girl. I'm doing well. I'm feeling blessed. I'm actually feeling energized. I'm awake. Happy to be awake. Happy that you're awake today. Like, I, I just, you know... Sometimes I think we focus so much on like what's going wrong in life. Like we we skip over just like the basic things. Like it is a blessing to be alive today. It really is. Oh my goodness. Tell us what was your childhood like? Were you like a kid that was involved in any uh, activities or sports in school? Were you the honor roll student? What was your childhood like? Uh, my childhood. <laughs> well, it was overall. It was a good childhood um my parents are polar opposites um they like to the point where sometimes I look at them and I wonder like how did y'all even like like it (laughs) because they're so different Mm -hmm. um but you know they may not have gotten along at all and definitely did not stay together um never married were not uh were not together Mm -hmm. um so I I would say I was in my younger years I was raised mostly um by my grandparents on Mm -hmm. my mother's side I was blessed enough to have two sets of grandparents on both sides um alive healthy well stable a little bit more stable than my parents so I spent a lot of my upbringing with my grandparents grandma granny and papa um I I am my mother's only child so (laughs) yes for a very long time I was the only child up until I was 13 my father had gotten remarried and then I had I have a little sister, and then two years uh, after she was born in two thousand and seven, uh, in two thousand and nine, um, my little brother was born. So oh, I have an eleven year old and a nine year old. Wow! Um, but as far as like being involved, I was not an an athletic child. I was. <laughs> I wasn't an athletic child. Um, because I was the only child, I spent a lot of time like with myself. So I was mm-hmm. very much into make believe play. I used to spend hours downstairs in my grandparents' basement. Mm-hmm. Um, 
playing with my dollhouse that my mother actually passed down to me. She had, I think my father like had either found her this vintage dollhouse or had like built it. It was wooden and I used to take my Barbies and my Bratz down there and I used to play. Um, My mother had, so my mother is also an only child. So she didn't have like uh, siblings. Um, So I didn't have like biological aunts and uncles and um immediate cousins on her side naturally I I grew more closer to her side of the family um probably because of the nature of her and my father's relationship but also like my father's side of the family so my father um was the youngest out of like all my his parents kids like my grandmother on his side did not have him until she was like 50 maybe like yeah like maybe like 48 or 50 something like that he he jokingly calls himself a oops baby (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) so because I have aunts and uncles on his side of the family that are like in their 70s, like in their 80s. So he has nieces and nephews that are like older than him. So he kind of grew up. Yeah, he so he kind of like grew up as an only child as well. So naturally, I grew closer to my mother's side of the family. Um, and, you know, my great aunts and my cousins from like all my great aunts, kids, my my granny's sisters and things like that. But my mother had like my my mother always had like really close relationships um, with a few women that she's still incredibly close to. And we got close their family so you know it truly like takes a village to raise a child yeah but as far as like I spent a lot of time alone possibly because um being the only child but (laughs) also like that I think that helped like develop like my creativity um I did the normal like little activities like I took ballet you know how like every little girl she takes she does do a little ballet class yeah Um, I did swimming for like 2.5 seconds. <laughs> I apparently I told my daddy I didn't like it and I didn't want oh. to come back. So that's probably why I swim now. Why would you let a three year old? Swimming is important. It <laughs> just is. Like, it's just like, well, you just didn't like it, so I wasn't gonna force you. I don't believe in forcing my kids to do things that they don't want to do. And I, I commend him. Um. But despite my parents, like, they had a really rocky relationship. Um, really, really rocky. But despite their rocky relationship, um, their support of me and things that I wanted to do, uh, it, it was unshakable. They really, I, I can honestly say, um, comparing myself to other people's parents who, you know, you have some parents who just want to live vicariously through their children and yeah. want to find practical jobs Mm -hmm. you know go to school and do this that and the third Mm -hmm. and my parents were just like you know even to this day you ain't got no kids you don't have no husband Mm -hmm. you can do do what you want to do and you know you can definitely make your dreams come true um my father has been a creative entrepreneur in my entire life he's a musician so um yeah he's a musician so 
if nobody gets it like mm-hmm. oh I really want to work in the field of communications I want to be a professional like well I am a professional blogger right <laughs> I yes. want to do this for I want to do this full time like these are my dreams like he gets it because yeah. from one creative to another like he definitely gets it like the road to this is not going to be easy but it's definitely not impossible right. um, it just consistency and a lot of dedication Oh my goodness. That is so good and beautiful to have. Would you say like your parents were your role models growing up or anyone in your family that influenced you to become Um, a blogger? I would say me and my father, we, we didn't have a close relationship growing up. Like our relationship has gotten rebuilt like a number of times so we have a, a very deep understanding I would say my father inspires me mm. to really make my dreams come true because every day I watch him for the last 24 years I've watched him make his dreams come true like and it's not even it's not even about like money or anything like that because he'll be the first to tell you that he is not rich yeah. <laughs> but but um he is living life on his terms mm-hmm. and he and I he now he had very he had older traditional um him and my mother's parents old traditional southern black folk mm-hmm. so you know imagine like he definitely got a lot a a lot of um pushback yeah. when it comes when it came to like wanting to pursue artistry full mm-hmm. time but he didn't he didn't care about that he was just like nah f that i'm gonna live life on my terms yeah. and, and that's just gonna be that either y'all gonna support or y'all not mm-hmm. and you know so um i would say he definitely inspires me to live life on my terms i would say my mother although she took more of a traditional route just you know just worked or whatever not really she didn't have the discipline I would say to pursue higher education uh-huh. so but she is like I tell her all the time it's never too late to start so right. in the new year she is thinking of going to school and getting her bachelor's degree I think she wants to be a nurse oh, and um, so she, you know, at 50 years old, almost 51, you know, I had to tell her all the time, like, it, it is never too late to yeah. do, to, um, live life on your terms. So I would wow. say they just inspired me to live life on my terms. And, mm-hmm. you know, my mother tells me all the time, Kia, you ain't no rooted tree, you know, so <laughs> it's not no rooted tree. You don't have to stay stuck anywhere because right. you're not and then they remind me all the time, you ain't got no kids, you ain't got no husband, mm-hmm. um, you don't have, like, you don't have any of those obligations. You really don't have to think of anybody except yourself. Right. So, kind of just, like, you know, just be free and live life on your terms and, mm-hmm. you know, try things out. And if you like it, cool. And if not, you can always make a change. Yeah. Oh, that's really beautiful. <clears throat> what uh, made you um decide to go to college because I know um some people you know they like well everybody in my family went to college so I went and some people was like well you know I got accepted with this scholarship (laughs) what's your story what made you go to college um I was always a smart kid so Mm. like very but like I never really 
I was a smart kid in high school. Um, I excelled in English and social studies and um, not math. Oh, baby, not math. <laughs> Barely science. Barely science. Yeah. But, but all those other subjects um, took AP and honor roll classes, and I. You know, I was just a person who I like to think and I like to express myself. And I don't know, I, I feel like college is something that was always talked about with me. Yeah. Like, um, I was educated, but mm. she had people around her that were. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. People in my on my father's side were college educated. It's a lot of like teachers and, um, mm. Maybe like people who work in like social services on my father's okay. side. So mm-hmm. it was always, um, it, and then I was in a lot of in high school. I was in a college reg- readiness program called AVID, mm-hmm. which was they took us on college tours and helped us like fill out FAFSA and uh-huh. told us about scholarships and just different things like that. So I I think my senior year of high school I applied to like about who. Oh, maybe between 10 or 20 schools and I got into like all of them except one but yeah but um it wasn't because like I I wasn't I don't excel at like taking standardized tests or anything like that Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of just like well I'm gonna just try my hand at it I pretty much knew what I wanted to go to school for I was like well I want to be a journalist like around that time I was in a uh, high in high school I was in a after school program called True Star Magazine and they basically taught us how to create and run a magazine so I was 15 16 17 getting published um doing real magazine work like we got to interview celebrities and you know just different things like that and you know write editorial pieces so I I was like from then when I joined True Star I was like okay writing is just a hobby you know it's just a hobby (laughs) do for fun yada 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 but then I was like no you know I can write really do this <laughs> yeah. oh, I can make a, I can do, I can make a career out of this right. okay so um that's uh that is kind of like what pushed me to go and then you know of course I, it was either my mother she just really wanted me to go she was just like I if I could have did things differently I probably would be at community college first simply mm-hmm. because um just the money that you say you yeah. say so much money so um, much so much money mm-hmm. but my mother was like nope you need to go I was like well what how y'all feel about the military <laughs> <laughs> quickly but now that that was quickly shut down like, <laughs> Real it, was like, it was like come on kids <laughs> I was like what <laughs> so I, I picked I picked uh SIU Mm. probably about a month before I graduated high school I was like fine I'm gonna go here it's six mm-hmm. hours away from Chicago it's mm-hmm. not too far um they have a apparently they have a good school of communications mm. yada 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 all right and it's, they gave me a scholarship they gave me some money so I was like you know what whatever because I really yeah. wanted to go to an HBCU to be honest I applied to so many different HBCUs yeah. um, but unfortunately um 
the thing with HBCUs is like they they ain't offering folks too much money. Like you yes. really like you really 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 have to strive for excellence. And yes. You, mm-hmm. Like stand out, stand out. Like you right. got four two kids from across the country that's all getting four point and doing all this than the third. Like how do they decide who gets coins and who doesn't? So unfortunately, I was not able to go to a HBCU for undergrad but at the same time I wouldn't trade SIU it's it's like yeah it's your blackest PWI I feel like in the state of Illinois it's (laughs) it's damn near HBCU but um but yeah how did um what was okay so I know you was in you were like an intern for the magazine right and mm-hmm. you said that kind of sparked you into like, hey, maybe I can do this as a career and go to college. You're studying journalism. Mm-hmm. Like, what was your introduction to blogging? How did you get, like, what attracted you about um, blogging? Probably just the times that we live in. Um, yeah. Very early on, people who work in media knew that everything was going to shift um digitally right mm-hmm. so and then just being a child of the internet so having yep. like social media pages such as myspace such as tagged yeah never had, never had bebo facebook um <laughs> then twitter then instagram then snapchat i can remember like when all of these things did not exist yeah <laughs> like instagram is fairly new snap is fairly new twitter new um, just being a child of the internet and always being a person who shares um, use social media as a way to amplify my voice or my opinion I've always been a very opinionated person mm-hmm. and what what best ways to share your opinion and connect with people then on social media so mm-hmm. what introduced me to blogging was I always used to read blogs because to find story ideas for the magazine mm-hmm you had to do research so you you know you're researching either news outlets or you know blogs or different things like that like blogging isn't new blogging has probably been around just as long as uh the internet has been around mm-hmm. more, yeah. more or less social media so right. it was like I'm trying to figure out was it a summer day because um true star the magazine Mm-hmm. that I worked for in high school we also had summer programs so we had stuff to do during the school year the summer just different things like that yeah and it was like huh I think one day I, I had a tumbler so that was in like 2011 had a tumbler um aside from like just reblogging stuff you know I used to share little anecdotes little thoughts about girl anything <laughs> <laughs> literally anything yeah um, so but I didn't start to take it seriously until tw- like late 2011 and then I started it creating my first post in 2012 mm-hmm. and I was like well I like music and I'm very opinionated let me just try this thing mm-hmm. and who knew I- almost seven days seven not seven days seven years later um <laughs> I would be, I would still be doing it. Um, the focus of it may have shifted. I don't write about music at all anymore on my blog, but 
and I'm even under a new name, but like seven years later, I'm still consistent and this right. is still important. And I've watched a lot of blogs come and go, but yeah. somehow mine has like stuck around. Like, yeah. wow. Oh my gosh. What would you say were some of the pros and cons of just blogging, period? Uh, I'm going to start off with cons because I like to always end on a positive note. So yeah. cons. Cons would be, cons would be number one, um, people thinking that they know you, um, just based off something that you you write about. Like people mm-hmm. always are trying to figure figure you out, and then like you become kind of like open season, um, for like speculation and rumors. Mm-hmm. And you know, like ooh, who she talking about? Like I've had people like send blog posts to like ex boyfriends, like oh, is she talking about you? She's embarrassing you, or like people just feeling like they could just not knowing like when's the appropriate time to ask about stuff. Like oh, I saw your little blog. Like is this how you really feel? Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like. Uh, <laughs> and then you know um dealing with writer's block what happens yeah. when you know you just don't feel like writing at all right um, <laughs> dealing with that and you know navigating um just your many roles as when it comes to being a blogger um so how how do is it a difference between kid the regular person and kids mm. right if so, what's the difference? If not, how do I make people realize that I'm the same person both on and off the internet? Mm-hmm. Um, when you write, then when another con is when you write about traumatic experiences, um, and you know, so many people, it it resonates with so many people, but and you might get a lot of views, and you might get a lot of you know. Um, commentary on it and just different yeah. things like that but then it, it, you get this pressure um, like am I pimping out my trauma like okay I don't know I, I like that people are connected with me in this way but I don't want to make it redundant and make it feel like oh I'm just writing about trauma and trauma is like the only thing about me yeah. you know um, another thing would probably be just like the consistency. Consistency is very, very hard. Scheduling mm-hmm. is very hard because, you know, as I've literally grown up with my blog, I started this when I was 17. <laughs> I'm about to be 25 next year. So it's kind of just like, I've grown up with my blog, yeah. but, and in the midst of me growing up, I have a lot more responsibilities. I got to pay bills. Yeah. got <laughs> You know, I got to make time for my social life. I got to make time for rest and yeah. self-care and monitor my time on social media because social media can be addicting. Mm-hmm. And just all these different things. But it's kind of just like, oh, I got to get this blog out. So mm-hmm. it's like really just defining things on your own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just people like not necessarily believing in a dream like people ask you like oh you've been doing this for so long when you gonna make some money from it I'm just like child if y'all knew this was not an overnight process well such and such started this and they got (laughs) this and it's kind of like comparing yourself to other bloggers and you know just making having to make yourself uh realize like your work doesn't have to go viral you don't have to like you don't have to do 
you don't have to be like anybody else like just and then just all these identity changes that you go through being some of the internet writing for so long defining Mm -hmm. your voice dealing with real life things and still being able to put out a blog post right and trying to figure out like you ain't getting money from it but you're Mm -hmm. so passionate about it that's how you were able to stick with it for so 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 Mm -hmm. long yeah and it, it it can get really really difficult right um, and um and that that is why a lot of people start things and don't finish mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. it's not blogging i say this all the time blogging is not for the faint parts no it's not. <laughs> creating content period whether you got a podcast a youtube mm-hmm. channel monitoring a website anything it yeah. is not easy creating content no. because you got to put your own demons, the naysayers, mm-hmm. everybody who counted you out, all of this yes. just to get the content out. Yeah. You know, and it's really it's it can be really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pros, oh my God. Um, <laughs> oh my God, the pros are just endless. Uh, I would say the number one pro for me is definitely being able to connect with mm-hmm. people. Yes. Um, really being able to uh, be associated with something so positive. Yes. Being able, like, the people in my hometown, like, they know me, like, oh, that's Kia. It's two things about me. Her name is Kia, <laughs> and she writes, and she's a really good writer. Yeah. You know, um, just getting messages that from people, like, oh, you like, your post really inspired me. It caused me to think a different way, sparking debates online, mm-hmm. you know that safe space to just connect and mm-hmm. you know share their thoughts and feelings and you know writing has truly saved my life to be mm-hmm. honest I've had a lot of very dark moments uh-huh. over the past seven years but like writing has truly been my life it's, yeah. it's truly been my life um it's given me a lot of opportunities like I will say my gift has made room for me I've gotten to mm-hmm cover a lot of different events get into a lot of different things for free things I never would have thought of never ever would have thought of um I don't know if you have black women's explain your hometown um a big Chicago Houston and Atlanta so um black women's expo is basically this three or four day um exposition of like all female owned businesses things that cater to black women um just different things passed to that i was able to to cover for free those tickets are expensive on top of the money on top of the money you gotta spend because you like it's a it's a come up for entrepreneurs because like you know black women have like the highest i believe spending power in the Mm -hmm. u.s so yes if you're an entrepreneur and you got something that black women want, they go to the black women. So rent you a, a, a booth. So, it, yeah. I, it's so many, just so many con, uh, pros. <laughs> so many pros. It is. Okay, so I just looked it up. Which they love you cut out. Huh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, you fine. I was just saying really quickly, uh, I had to look it up because I haven't even heard of it. And they do mm-hmm. have it. They have them in Atlanta, Chicago, and Dallas. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
a lot it's a number of reasons why people start something and don't finish but really yeah. it just more so has to do with like willpower what what exactly are you assessing your life properly what exactly mm-hmm. is you may you probably can't be that person who drops a blog post every day or every week right. you probably you probably a person like you need to chunk out all right or set a monthly goal all right three posts this month i'm gonna mm-hmm. say drop two a week apart um mm-hmm. and then I'm going to take a break for another week. And then that last week of the month, I'm going to drop a new one. And then boom. And, like, you really have to, you got to figure out what works for you. Because if you don't right. figure out what works for you, you'll be lost. Right. <laughs> From your biggest things that you ever had to go through, was writing still your outlet? Or you have to do something else just to even get you to write? Um, Therapy. <laughs> Therapy. Oh, I miss being in therapy so bad. Um, can't afford it right now. <laughs> Writing in therapy. Writing in therapy. Um, my senior year of college, I spent most of it in therapy. Was just going through really trying to recover from like some really traumatic things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed therapy. Like I wasn't inspired to do anything. Right. Barely graduate. I'm just like. <sighs> I couldn't do it or I, I thought I couldn't do it but therapy therapy um gave me that outlet and that unbiased ear and I think the best part about it my therapist at the time was a black woman mm-hmm. and I just so important to like for black people to be counseled by people who culturally identify with you yes um and you know Oh my God, it was, it was, it was therapy. Uh, It was, and a lot of prayer, to be honest, a lot of prayer, Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, practicing what me and my therapist discussed and, you know, just taking it one day at a time and like, just really, really being gentle with myself. I had to learn how to be gentle with myself. It's something I'm still learning how to be gentle with myself because we are our toughest critics, right? Mm -hmm. So... If you're hard on yourself, if you're super tough on yourself, um, <clears throat> it's gonna be hard for you to to acknowledge like your flaws, but still like feel inspired to do anything, regardless, you know. So, um, I would definitely say, aside from writing, therapy saves my life. Praying saves my life every single day. Mm. Um, those are those th- three things are how I overcome a lot um and without it I don't really know what type of person I would be I don't think I would be as consistent as I am um feel as invigorated as I am to like just get these words out and like share my thoughts so oh my goodness the trio right in therapy and prayer yes (laughs) that is beautiful I think um when people find the things that brings them back, you know, to the zone where on the level where, you know, you have to face yourself, but also like communicate with yourself. And we really talk about communicating with others, but you also have to be in communication with yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what is um some advice that you can give to people who are even thinking about becoming a blogger or trying to get into the blogging world? What's some advice you could give them on how to get started? just start (laughs) um figure out what 
like you got a lot of uh mediums that you can choose from do you want a wordpress blog do you want to start out with tumblr do you want to do wix or squarespace or anything like that but really just worry about the specifics later and just start um put your thoughts out there you know think about your name by the domain name Mm-hmm. put your thoughts out there worry about like designing and branding and marketing and all of that all of that will come to you and honestly as you grow your blog will too so you can always revamp anything like I have went through so many revamps can you tell and <laughs> same here if you really want to do something, just start it. Like, don't let self-doubt or think you have to have everything perfect or look in a specific way um, tell you, like, oh, um, I got to get this, that, and the third. I need to figure out what's my social media plan. I have to do it. No, just start. Like, all of that will come to you. You need to see if you, you're even able to be consistent and write first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before you you think about like the other logistics like those things will come and as I said they may change you might have an idea one day and then you think about it some more and you don't want to do that idea no more and that's okay so literally just start like just start and the rest will absolutely come to you is there a quote that you live by a book that you read or a person in your life that just keeps you motivated quote that I live by um, as of late is uh, do the shit that scares you Ooh. because either you'll win or you'll learn mm. so I think I came up with that yeah. <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> um, I am inspired by everybody who just does what it takes to accomplish whatever their dream is I I am inspired by everyday people who do that mm. because I it's not easy it's hard <laughs> it's so hard but if you are pushing past all the self-doubt sometimes you might have lack of support mm. a lot of times you ain't got money maybe yeah. not have like resources or anything like that um and you pushing past all of that and you still trying to out here trying to get out here and smash those dreams i salute you come on um as far as the book um my three favorite books are their eyes were watching god by mm-hmm. zora neale hurston yes um the coldest winter ever mm-hmm. by sister soldier and fly girl by omar tyree yeah and i'm and those three, so three is my favorite number. Those are my three favorite books. Um, I feel like they shape up my personality. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like a mix of, you know, the hopeless romantic, but also that really fly-ass girl, but also, you know, that just very ambitious go-getter type of person. Like, those are... Those are a few aspects of my personality that I feel like are perfectly summed up by those three books. Like, I connect to all the characters, the strong female characters. Do your family, friends uh, support you? And what are some of their thoughts on your uh, blogging or just creative life? I would say, yeah. Like, my parents are super supportive um, of me, for first and foremost. I never had 
to worry about them being like, oh, you need a real job or, oh, you know, mm-hmm. you need to focus on X, Y, Z. They was like, it's your dream. Go for it. Don't quit. Yeah. Um, my friends, my friends, so I say all my friends know, know that I blog. Like, if you're my friend, like, you know this. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not read every post, but they definitely, like, if I drop something in our group chat, they'll either send it to somebody or, you know, read it at a later date. Um, if I'm having an event, they'll come. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would say I have the support of, like, my friends. And then, like, my other family, like, they feel like I'm just, like, this big celebrity. <laughs> they don't know exactly what I do. But, like, they support it. And I'm just grateful. Like, I, I used to be a person who always looked at who wasn't supporting but then I realized like why are you counting the people who count you out mm-hmm. like you're missing you missing you blocking your blessings by doing that right. when really you could just count the people who count you in and look at the people who are supporting you like you don't need a thousand people like you'll have that eventually but and also just realize like nobody is obligated to support you like are these the people are the people that you even want to have support you are they even like your intended target market mm-hmm. and that's where like that marketing and that advertising come in at I saw a post the other day um on Instagram where they <laughs> somebody said um it was something along the lines of your um you need to focus on your target market while you hollering about why nobody supports you because you looking for it from the wrong people and I was like that's so true like if you know if you know people don't read and you know they don't have an interest in the things that you're talking about Mm -hmm. like trying to bully them into supporting you simply because it's you i would rather have people support me who are genuinely interested in what i have to say what i have what i'm doing what i'm trying to do than to just support me just because it's me i don't think that's genuine like you you want genuine and authentic support and people who don't have to be pressured or bullied into it right so once i realized that and stopped counting people stop counting the people who wasn't supporting me like my life has and my blogging has just improved so much Mm -hmm. you know like I write to the people I write for myself first and foremost and then I write for the people who are looking for the things that I have to say so once you figure out who your target audience is and who your target market is and you know who actually is paying attention to you it doesn't matter who doesn't support you right Mm mm-hmm See, oh my gosh, that is so true. So that was what I like to call the serious part of the interview. So really quickly, I'm going to get into the fun, random questions. The questions I okay. ask you, just just say the first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> okay. Okay. What was one of your favorite toys when you were a child? Definitely a black Barbie doll. Come on, Barbies. If you had to live mm-hmm. in any country for one whole year, and not including the U.S., where would you live and why? Somewhere warm, um, because I like warm weather and I don't like being cold. Any Come island, on. it doesn't matter. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. Why uh what is your favorite food or meal? I love Jamaican food. Um, so anything jerk pretty much. But if I had to choose for real, uh steak and garlic roasted potatoes by my mother. Come on. Oh, I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> what song do you have on repeat? 
right now it would be Cardi B Money or Ooh. what's his name? Lil Baby, Drip Too Hard, um, oh. or Sold Out Day. Gunna and yeah. Lil Baby. Those are <laughs> those are my top three right now. Come on, repeat. And what is something new that you have learned about yourself? Ooh, I learned this year alone has taught me just how impulsive I really am and Ooh. how much I need to control it. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you could be any character from any TV show, cartoon, movie, or book, what character would you be and why? Susie Carmichael from the Rugrats, because she ain't take no mess. She's she not Angelica Yeah, she's like, Angelica, what you not going to do? <laughs> right. And then Susie Carmichael, all day. <laughs> all day. And then how can people reach you? Let them know all of your information so they can contact you. So you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at Kia Smith Rice. That's K I A S M I T H W R I T E S. Kia Smith Rice.com. Um, like my Facebook page, Kia Smith Rice. Um, Snapchat will be Queen Kia. That's K W E E N underscore K I A. Um, I believe that's it. You can always hit me up on email, kiasmithrice at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Yay! Oh my goodness, thank you so much, Kia, for being a part of this episode. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Characters Here Podcast. We would love to be a part of your life. So leave us a review right now. And remember, don't be a stranger, be a character. Be a character. Be a character.